Hello, welcome to the Spirit of 2016 podcast. It's Northern Ireland nil, Slovenia one. Stuart's uh, photo is just frozen, but I'm going to talk for a little bit and hope he comes back. Yeah, he looks like he's back now. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm Andy Bell, as you've heard already. I'm joined by Stuart Jerry, just Stuart for this one. Uh, Pete has had to go out and save lives this evening. So um, fair play to him. I think his uh, evening was more fulfilling than mine, although that doesn't really take much. Stuart, it's, um, it feels like it's the same podcast over and over and over again. We can talk about maybe being quite defensively solid at times, um, but I feel like Slovenia get that first goal and then they're sitting on that and they just need to win the game at all costs and they don't really need to create anything and they limit us to so little, so little on the ball, it's untrue. I think the uh, phrase in Blackadder is that it rhymes with clucking bell, um, was my overall um view of the game. You're right, they had to win at all costs. I think Dave made the point on the podcast after the, the match at the weekend that you know, Slovenia, Finland, Denmark, Kazakhstan, they're all in the mix. And it is they're just going to battle and get one point or more likely three points um, in every single match. And you know, they, they did what they had to do. They came, they scored, they won, they got the three points and, and they've gone out of it relatively unscathed. A few, um, they took a few jabs um, uh, and hooks in the second half, but but other than that, there was no damage. You know, if it was boxing, they would have won on points pretty pretty convincingly. Um, and I think, yeah, without going to as you say, get into the groundhog day of, of what it's been like this campaign. But in I'm 40 years old, and in all the years I have supported our national team, this is easily I think the most depressing period in that time. In that. Yeah, we've gone through periods of 14 matches um, w- without a win, 13 matches with- without a goal. But there was always a hope. And I think at the minute, despite some good young players coming in, our hopes have increased. Michael increased our hopes when he when, uh, from 2016 to, to, to 2020. Um, and I feel that everyone's going to have to have a, a bit of a, uh, a re- acclimatizing to what is good for Northern Ireland right now. But today, today honestly, you, you you replace Slovenia with Kazakhstan, with Finland, with Denmark. I, I feel like there's very, very little difference. Abject performance, I think, in the first half from ourselves. Um, we don't look, especially in the first half, I thought we were very poor um, offensively, created very, very little, very few crosses. Um and we were punished, as I say, um, I think relatively unfairly, but it was a hell of a, sh- hell of a shot. But I do think Bailey probably could do a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward for you, you know, as optimistic as you normally are and to, to dig me out a bit of a hole here. We're looking towards the wrong person, which is unfortunate because there's so many two people on this podcast shirt. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I completely agree. It's just, uh, it's just hard to see where we're going, really. And we were talking in the pre-pod a little bit about the first campaign under Michael the first time around and how that was obviously disastrous. And you can say that it was better than this, but you are misre- you can be misremembering quite easily. You know, we were beaten by Luxembourg, we were beaten by Azerbaijan, um, certain other games, Israel at home, I remember being particularly depressing. But it feels like we're just a million miles off it here. And... I think you mentioned the pre-pod as well. You know, we've we've got six points from this group. All of them came against San Marino. It looks for all the world as if we're going to finish in six points. I think 
anyone betting against that right now is a bit stupid. I don't think we're going to get anything from Finland away, Denmark home. Be very surprised if we do, unless they uh, unless they fill their trunks to use a Dave Dunning phrase <laughs> while uh, competing for qualification. But I just I just can't see it because we're we've just got nothing. We've just got nothing going forward at all, and it's not even like a a chance creation thing for me because we do manage to somehow get in positions to create chances, whether it's the long mm-hmm. throw. Um, which we've discovered in Paul Smith, who knew he had a long throw, not me. Yep. But we get a we get a few scrappers off that, and there were a couple of times I was sort of thinking, well, you know, if Callum Marshall was in the box, would he be on the end of it? You know, set pieces. Fell the saddle twice. Fell the saddle twice. Yeah. twice yeah. You know, and how many times? <laughs> anyway, is the saddle on fifty caps now? Yeah. So that's like so. forty nine cap. You know, the, the one man you don't want on the end of it with old, you know. Respect to him. I actually, um, I, I thought yeah. he, had, I thought he added a little bit when he came on in terms of the overall play. Um, but you know, we, we we get corners, we get set pieces. We Isaac Price comes on, does really well tonight. As we'll come on and talk about, but creates a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even a chance creation thing. It was more the concern for me was the lack of options for the players on the ball every single time. Yep. It looks like there's a a twenty yard radius around any Northern Ireland player that gets a ball in the opposition half. And nobody really wants to make an option or come short defeat apart from Shea yep. Charles. And that's the most concerning thing because forget sort of getting to the 18-yard box and not being not being able to carve out a chance. I'd take that at the minute. It's yep. we, we just have nothing in the build-up. We've no options. We've no passing lanes. We've nobody moving. Um, we don't really seem to have a plan. It seems to be if we if we get the ball into the midfield let's hope for the best and everyone just seems to stand about 50 yards away i'm not sh- quite sure what people are expecting but it's no way to to get towards goal and make chances i think the confidence that's the big thing right at the moment and it's very easy to sit here and you know just you know come out with football cliches you know no one's getting the game by the scruff in the neck and people aren't fighting and no one's taking ownership but that that when you watch it that's how it feels like who is taking the game by the scruff of the neck outside of shay charles mm-hmm. You know, I don't see anybody doing that to, to, to the level that you need. I do feel that there are there are very, very few obvious green shoots of comfort that we've got coming through this. Trey Hume coming through, that's great. Shea Charles, you know, more games under his belt. Um, I was pleased tonight for Owen Toyle, you know, to make his debut. I was very pleased tonight for Brad Lyons to make his debut. Toll's a bit slow. A good friend of mine's a Bolton supporter and would talk about that. You know, decent defender, but a bit slow. And that's probably a, a you know, uh, a fair enough description. But I was delighted for him. I was delighted for Brad Lyons, finally, 26 years old, um, making, you know, making his debut. And, it, and it's brilliant. There's a big Irish league spine in the team now with Paul Smith, Toll, um, Lyons, and, and Trey Hume, which is great. But yeah, like, again, you're not going to qualify. I don't feel we're going to qualify based off that. And I, I feel in midfield, you're absolutely right. Games are won and lost there. And I feel like over the last sort of six, seven matches, we haven't imposed ourselves where we where we could do. And the, 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 the frightening thing is, are we missing Davis to that extent? He is the guy that puts the he is the guy that puts the foot in the ball, isn't it? And can and can get things going, but comes to looks for it. Yeah. 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 It's just it's just such a shame because I feel like that's something that's very much within our control. You know, offering yep. 
um, offering options, offering short passes. And we do seem to want to play quite positively. We want to play football on the ground, which is great. You know, there's nothing worse than the bypass in the midfield and McGuinness sort of trying to chase his own flick-ons. But, you know, when you're trying to pass out and you've you've, you've no options anywhere, no short passes, it's, it's never going to work. And it feels like we're trying to do a little bit of both. It's like either just play long to the big man and feed off scraps or try and do this, but but try and do it properly. And I think you're right. I think just players aren't backing themselves to if they come for the short pass to get it under control and move it on. I just think they're a little bit worried yep. about losing it. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned some of the players there. Like, I thought Brad Lyons was very positive tonight. Certainly one of the more yep. positive players. I think Paul Smith undoubtedly has been the most positive across the two games. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, really, really good performance on Saturday. And tonight, albeit, you know, they were they were very much getting very close to him. And I actually thought a couple of the yep. players could booked because they were just crashing into them and there seemed to be no consequence. Yanza, is that right? The, 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 yeah, the they were one, absolutely yeah. crashed into him. But even like a couple of the loose balls, he doesn't quite get onto, but it's his pace that's sort of terrifying them. They have to get tight or they have to sort of drop back a little bit. He was the only one really offering anything. But I feel like because those players haven't been around the squad too much or because they haven't sort of been around the negativity, and I don't know how negative the camp actually is, but I can't imagine it's a barrel of laughs at the minute, having only beaten San Marino out at eight games. You know, I feel like a lot of the other players have come like accustomed to this and therefore their confidence level has dropped down to the rest of the squad, whereas players who come in like Lions and Smith, who haven't been around it, are just sort of fresh and they're they're buzzing a little bit. And I suppose met him in the last campaign as well. Um, and it's about trying to get as many of those in as possible, really, because um, until they until they sort of get what's the word, um, can't um, um, uh, you know until they get established sort of in the squad and they but, yeah, and it feels like can they do that? You know, you're absolutely right, and you throw their inhibitions to the wind, you know. And so I think Smith has done that, and he's come in and they could, they could finish. On, on Saturday was fantastic. That scissor kick was, was was beautiful. And there's a player coming in with confidence, and to your point. You know, I actually thought over the two games, I know he was criticised in some quarters. I thought Jamal Lewis, the difference in someone playing first-team football, okay? Mm-hmm. I thought Jamal Lewis, again, he, he he's very athletic. He absolutely runs his socks off. Tonight, got a few more crosses into the box than he'd done in, in the game on Saturday. I thought after four minutes when he made his assist, he sort of thought to himself, well, that's my crossing done. But tonight, at least he was trying. The the, the, the issue probably is on the quality piece. But it was an interesting point that was raised to me that McManaman, in the game in Slovenia, McManaman, especially in those first 50 minutes, tormented their defenders. Like, absolutely tormented them. Turned them inside and out. Yet tonight gets four minutes at the end. I was quite surprised by that. I thought maybe even came on at half time. Um I thought Deal Taylor had, had a very quiet game. You know, I, I will say I thought he was poor. I don't actually think Deal Taylor played great over either of the games. No, he's a young yeah. fella. He's he's gonna, you know, again, hopefully he will learn from the experience, but I don't think he he merited a starting place based off Saturday. And I certainly don't think he would merit a starting place based off tonight again. Um but I thought McMenamin should have come on at half time for him because McMenon does give us that natural width, which we are massively lacking. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. Like, you know, in the last 21 home matches, we've won four. And we've lost 11. Mm. In the last 21 home matches, all matches in, we've not scored in 11 of those games. So players are going into these matches, we're not maybe not expecting to score, let alone win. And that is something that Michael has to uh, address and address really bloody quickly. Well, I mean, we've got probably two years before the next maybe meaningful match, but he does need to address within that squad of people um, quite quickly because, you know, um, 
that is clearly where we're missing out. And when we have been successful, Windsor Park has been um, a place where we we feel we're going to get points. And at the minute, it doesn't feel that. Teams do not fear coming to Windsor Park. And why would they? It's 5-1-0 defeats in this campaign. It's hard to really know what to make of that. You know, we've beaten San Marino home and away. That was always going to happen, although they gave Denmark a bit of a skirt and I don't know if you saw the equalised. Um... Oh, yeah, the the um, the Twitter, the San Marino fan yeah. account is absolutely brilliant, going absolutely yeah. I tried bananas. to get him on the podcast, by the way. I tried to get him on the podcast oh, for the first game. But I messaged him, but he never came back. Yeah, he probably gets about 100 of them a day, to be fair. Um, oh, he's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really good. Do you know what, I, I, do you know what I'd love to know? I'd love to know if he's actually actually any ties to San Marino or if he just started the account for a laugh one day and it's just taken off. Well, yeah, you, you really hope he is. Like, you really hope he's, you know, he, he's he's somewhere. But yeah, there's a good chance he's just some guy from New York. It's not me, by the way. But yeah, it's someone just <laughs> somewhere. I, I hope it's Dave Dunning. Um, it could well be. Could I, mean, well I mean, Dave does have, have links Stately. Martelli is his mother's maiden name. So, you know. Yeah, possibly could be Dave. Um, he did. He did actually say. I did see. He'd say. He said he would do a face reveal if they won. <laughs> so we never know. Don't think it's going to happen. Dave's not on tonight, but yeah, it's fine. Dave, no, Dave's um, not on tonight. No one would would completely refuse a face reveal as well if he was. Um, but it, but it's five. It's five one nil defeats in a row. It's uh, sorry, not in a row, but. We've got the three wins over San Marino. We go to Slovenia. We play a little bit differently. We lose 4-2. Uh, we're a little bit better attacking. You know, Finland possibly could have got a point. Both Kazakhstan games were dreadful at home. But do they do enough to win it? Not sure. Possibly do enough to get a point away. Slovenia tonight, you know, could go either way. Um, we've done. We've got shit results in uh, a good group against teams who are not playing particularly well. That's the that's sort of, in one sense, the the worrying aspect, but the fine margins as you as you alluded to, and it's so funny. I watched the Finland game um, back, you know, recently the highlights back recently. Watched the Kazakhstan game back recently at home, and, and then the Slovenia game. If I'm if I've literally nothing else to do, I might do the same. But you know, you're talking about three one nil defeats at home with, and, and we're sitting here. We've done the pods after them all. Like, what are the discernible differences in them? We're conceding first half goals against Slovenia and and uh, and Finland, both which were very avoidable, and lose at home to Kazakhstan. You know, a few things either side. We were you know very unlucky away against Denmark. So in one sense, it is a really shit campaign because the results demonstrate that it's shit. The lack of goals demonstrate that it's shit. But the fine margins of international football are really really apparent in this in this group as well. Because that that is the reality. You're absolutely right in what you said. You know, a bit of luck here or there. You might pick up. I wouldn't say we could pick up wins in any of those games. We could have had three home draws. We could have had an away draw against Denmark, and and the group then looks a bit more passable. I think I think you can argue from it that we're we're a little bit more solid. The issue I have is that we we're conceding silly goals at silly times, yeah. and you can be as solid as you like. You can set up right. We're going to be solid today. We're going to give nothing away, but. We keep conceding really silly goals, and you know at that point, then the game plan has to change. Like tonight, we can talk about the free kick. I, I can't really be bothered talking about the referee. I think as we've as we've mentioned before here, the top referees of Europe aren't aren't doing Northern Ireland versus uh, versus Slovenia. They're on they're on better games and they're on bigger games. So you know this idea that we're going to get top quality referees, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, does seem to just bizarrely wait about 15 seconds before making every decision, which I don't understand. But I think... Yeah, look, Brisbane, looking at the player's knee to see, oh, has he got a scratch? Oh, he does. Okay, we'll bring yeah, it back. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, I think there is a replay that shows Jamal Lewis does catch him in the knee. So I've no massive issue with the decision. I have a massive issue with Bailey's positioning. Like, come on. There's somebody lying down underneath the wall to make sure it doesn't go under. Just protect your side. And if he gets it up and down into the top corner, then fair play to him. Um, so, you know, just silly, silly, silly decisions like that. And it's just, you know, a massive part of the game plan tonight will have been keeping Benjamin Seshko quiet. We do keep Benjamin Seshko quiet, which is course, an offside goal, but that was that was justifiably ruled out. Um, I know he wins a free kick, but like we, we keep a world-class striker quiet there. There's a lot of positives from our defensive performance, defensive performances over these last few games. Away to Kazakhstan, they score a wonder goal. They create nothing else. Finland create nothing against us. Denmark away, we we keep them very, yep. very quiet. Kazakhstan at home, as you'd expect, but we, you know, we keep them very, very quiet. In terms of the actual ch- number of chances we've created or we've conceded across this campaign, it's not that many, but we don't look like scoring a goal and we concede stupid goals because our goalkeeper hasn't been very good and we don't have anyone to put the ball in the net. And at the end of the day, that those are fine margins, <laughs> but they're massive margins. Um, and unfortunately, that's football. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can see shit goals and don't score. I mean, and 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 that's it. I personally would have gone with, um, I thought Hazard was very unlucky not to start tonight. I, I didn't see how you could possibly, I think it was a nice touch to give him the game against San Marino. My, my personal view would be, you give him a game against Slovenia and actually see, is this guy an international goalkeeper? Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, Bailey's club form's been patchy for quite a while now, but his international form's always been good. Now the international form's dipped. I think you have to say, right, no, actually time, it's it's time, Bailey, you actually aren't your, your spot in this team again. Not that we're, we're, we're blessed, we're blessed with amazing keepers like Connor Hazard. At times in his career, you know, came in for Celtic, didn't do very well and was pushed out of the team on loan to Finland. Hard to gauge exactly how well he's doing there. I mean, maybe he'll play him over in Finland because he knows the he, he sort of knows a little bit about it. Um, yep. and maybe that's the plan. But I would definitely like to see him get get one of those last two. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's going to be our goalkeeper for the next fifteen years by any stretch of the imagination. But there does nope. come a point where Bailey just has thrown one or two too many in in this campaign for my liking. Um, and he's becoming a bit of an issue. I'm not going to lie because some of these goals we are conceding are are avoidable. And as you say, when we set up solidly and we set up to defend and we set up to keep a clean sheet, you can't really have your keeper in a situation where he can throw one in at any given moment. And uh, and that's what he's doing at the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll sort of start to wrap it up. I know um, we don't want to we don't want to labour this too long. As I say, we are kind of sounding like a broken record on these podcasts at the minute, and possibly will do for years to come. Um, I might just stick the same podcast out. Like next time and see if anyone notices. <laughs> so, see if any of our three listeners notice. But uh, we always finish by because we have to try and find something positive. And yep. uh, anything positive has been a young player um, in every single one of the, the games over the last two years. I think Isaac Price is, um, I think he does really well tonight. I just think he's he, he shows why Michael has so much faith in him, why he sort of hung his hat on him um, and tied him down to Northern Ireland because. Comes on on the right wing, sort of becomes a little bit of right midfield because we're obviously down to 10 men at that point. And he doesn't have the pace, so I'm not sure if that's going to be something he's going to do very often. But there's one touch which just sets him up perfectly for a cross. And then yes. There's, one, there's there's a moment where he, he takes on one of the, he takes on the fullback, just a little bit of skill um, that a lot of our players just don't seem to have and opened up a couple of opportunities. And just more than anything else, don't still don't really know what his position is. 
and still don't really still he looks like just one of those nondescript attacking players nobody really knows where to play but just look like a good footballer above anything else and it would be nice to have some more good footballers we'll worry about where but to play confident next. too but confidence well I have to say I have so much respect for Price and a young guy I think we you talked about this in, in a previous pod you know he could have stayed in the comfy surroundings of Everton mm-hmm. but doesn't he goes to to Belgium I think he scored last week in your last minute the age against yeah. Club Brugge um, which I think was used to be called Club Bruges um, uh, for the uh, for the non-acquainted with the accent. But like, I love that about him. I actually think he came on and he made more, he was more dangerous in attacking in the, you know, 15, 20 minutes that he was on than the majority of other players, you know, in, in, in the previous 70. And he is someone to get excited about. Like he genuinely is. I made a list of a few players, Andy, just in general, we're not going to go through all of them, obviously, but over the course of this last couple of years, these are youth players I think we can get excited about. Hume, Ballard, Corner Bradley, Price, Dion Charles, McCann, Marshall, and Paul Smith. Paul Smith's 26, granted. But in terms of yes. players that... Charles is be... like 28 as well, isn't he? Um, are you uh, Charles? Shea Charles. Oh, sorry. Um, but you look at that in the midfield, you've got Price, Shea Charles, McCann. I think all good footballers, Okay. Like we can, and you would like to build something around. And then I think Marshall, I think, looks good. And, and I think Paul Smith, only 26, still gives us something. But there is a basis there to get excited. Unfortunately, it's not like 2014, where you have the, the, the Premier League players that are in their prime coming through. And I think that's just something that Mike was going to have to adjust to. But Bryce is definitely one of those guys. And Shea Charles, I thought he was unfortunate with the sending off. Yeah, it was a bit gobby for the free kick, and then you know probably a pretty time tackle for the for the second yellow, yeah. which is disappointing. So he'll miss another match, but you know he is, and both those players I think are people to get excited about. No, totally agree. Um, I am a bit cautious about the young players because they don't always develop as we as we want them to. No. Um, no. you know Ethan Gabriel is a prime example. Can't get anyone near this squad, and we were all probably he was probably the one we were most excited about after the original Michael O'Neill era. So can't hang yeah. our hat on all of them, but you're right, a lot of them are showing. Are shown really, really strong signs, and um, and Isaac Price is one of them. The, the thing we need is who who are the, who are the ones going to step up and now be the leaders, and now drag us on. Who's going to be the Who's going to be the Davis? Who's going to be the Dallas? Who's going to be the Johnny Evans? You know, we can't just have sort of a lot of young players in the same position, all looking promising. Some of them have to actually step yeah. up and take the mantle, and that's not really fair on them. But it's just the situation uh, and the climate of our squad at the minute. Um, right, is that Johnny way. Evans' last international at home? Do you think? Could play the dem, uh, yeah, the Denmark, Denmark bus side, yeah. Um, ultimate, I'd imagine so, and I would think that in the next Nations League, anyway, you have to be planning for life after Johnny Evans. But he was class tonight, though, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but he can't go on forever. And he also looks like he's going to get injured after any tackle. He's like an old man at this point. <laughs> you know, it's like when your grander falls over, and you're like, oh no, he's gone here, isn't he? Oh shit. Oh shit! That's another hip gone. That's another hip. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Finland away, Denmark home. Are we going to get anything from either of them? Do you think? I think we'll probably get beaten in in both of them. Yeah, um, so. No, I mean I, I, honestly, like Finland lost at home tonight to Kazakhstan. It was a bit of a shock. Denmark, you know, um, just got past uh, San Marino two one, <laughs> which was a hell of a shock. I don't know. Look, I I, I think you got to. 
I think you've got to look at these games at the moment now in isolation. I think to have any hope, you've got to look at them in isolation as opposed to the part of the collective. Um, you know, we have been ravaged by injury. This campaign is the one thing I will say in, in Michael's defence. Um, I think we need to start better. I thought we looked quite lacklustre in the opening 15, 20 minutes tonight, which was disappointing but on the back of scoring two goals in the first 12 minutes against San Marino. Um, that being said, I, I think we will. I actually think we're probably going to get... I actually think we're probably going to draw the next two games. I generally do. I think we're going to get a point um, away to uh, Finland and, and a point away to, to uh, home to Denmark. Um, maybe hope rather than expectation, but I think there's there's enough there um, in the fact that those two teams aren't great. I think we can maybe do something, but the likelihood is we will lose one nil to Denmark at home and we will lose one nil to Finland away. But I am I'm keeping optimistic. Yeah, I'm just having a look here as well. I think the I think the, the key thing for especially Finland away is Are they out of it? Are they still in it? Uh, no, I think they're probably out of it now. Yeah, more or less. Possibly not mathematically, but but more or less out of it. I think Kazakhstan go to San Marino next and Denmark right. and Slovenia play. They're in fifteen others. points. Kazakhstan are, are fifteen, Denmark and San Marino, uh, yeah. Denmark and Slovenia nineteen, I think. Nineteen. Um yeah. Kazakhstan go to San Marino, so they'll be in eighteen, and then Denmark and Slovenia play each other. So Kazakhstan will go into the last day with an opportunity to qualify, and this isn't fair play to them. Like they've, they they came to to Windsor and played us at home with a uh, with a game plan, just executed it and was straight to watch. But it's certainly and, and that is it that we've had. They're well but organized, they, you know, and they don't they don't get silly goals away. They're well organized. They don't get so silly goals away. But if you look at their their home game against Denmark and even their home game against us, like they scored two like bloody good goals at home yeah, to Denmark yeah, when they beat three yeah. two, like really really good goals. Yeah. Um. And like, and I think against us, you know, you look at them bad defensively and great offensively, both goals. So, you, but you're right. But that is this is I suppose the the weird sort of paradox of international football. You can have a really bad campaign as we have had, right? But the reality is. There aren't many brilliant sides out there in Europe. There's just this massive cluster of teams that are all right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only thing that, you know, I know we're quite pessimistic. Um, but actually, if you're looking ahead, there's absolutely no reason why we can't do a Kazakhstan next time. No, we yeah. won't, but there's no reason why we can't. Well, it shows it's possible. And Slovenia as well. Like I swear their population is not even that much more than ours. It's no, the same, I think, about two million. It's, it's pretty much the same. So, like, this is doable. You know, we can't. There's uh, this fella keeps tweeting me after every podcast saying, you know, you're you're being unrealistic. You're blah blah blah. Uh, this that, and the other. Uh, your population doesn't allow this. Like, well, well, countries of our of our size and countries here. Well, Uruguay traditionally Uruguay, but even like even Kazakhstan. Okay, it's a massive population, but it's not a footballing country. We expect ourselves to be better than Kazakhstan, and they've put a plan in place over the last couple of years. They're hard to beat. They're pragmatic. And yeah, they're just they're living our dream. They're living our dream. The one thing, and I hope they qualify. The, by the way, I hope they do well. I hope no, they get I, a I, Ukraine result or something because fair play to them. I really, really do. The one thing, Andy, I think is different now than what we had ten years ago. Um, and this might be an indication. I listen. If you're positive, it's this way. If it's negative, it's the other way. We are getting players coming through the Irish league that are actually stepping up. You know, I, I mentioned those ones at the start: Smith, Hume, Lyons, uh, Toll. You've also got McManaman coming off the bench but none of these players looked out of their depth tonight they haven't looked out of their depth in the campaign they haven't been good enough as part of the collective to win the matches but they are adding something and you know obviously from an Irish league perspective that might be an, an avenue that we just have to keep relying on at some point as opposed to players coming through in the Premier League so 
Yeah, look, it's um, it's going to be a very, very tricky road ahead for us. But as you say, I think there's teams out there that provide a, a, a roadmap that they get can be done. It absolutely can be done. And just, just my final point was going to be, I think we conceded in the fifth minute tonight, excuse me, the third minute in Slovenia. Um, I think we can see quite early uh, against Kazakhstan and Finland as well. I think any basis for which we're going to get anything in Finland and Denmark, and you can sort of go into those games as massive underdogs as we will be, and sort of yeah. just say, you know, sit back in our shape and wait for them to come at us. There's no point chasing those games um, because we will get picked off in both of them. Um, but, the, but the basis has to be not conceding early, nothing silly early. Um, because, you know, we do that in Denmark, we don't concede until half time, and it's a very solid defensive performance. And you can see us grew and our confidence grew into the game. We get a couple of chances. Um, you know, I think I think that's the most important thing. If we concede early, then you're chasing it. Then nobody really knows whether they're here nor there. You don't want to sit in a one nil. Um and yeah, I think I think for those ones we just have to really, really focus on those first 20 minutes, get nothing. And then you know what? Like if we get the 35, 40 minutes away to Finland, um, and it's nil nil, we will get excited as fans because then we will start to think actually we can get something here, we can get a positive a chance, we can get a win. Um, we'll get excited, the players will get excited, and, and that's the main thing. But if we can see it early, like we have done, we've got no chance. Yeah, anyway, we'll wrap it up. Um, we will be back for previews for well, hmm, will we do a preview? Dunno, maybe we'll see what's exciting, see if there's anything to talk about. We'll definitely have post match shows for the, the Finland and the Denmark games and then wrap up this horrible campaign. Um, and look forward to the next Nations League as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining for this one, Stuart. Um, I have been Thanks, Andy Bill. And uh, thank you guys for, for tuning into these these podcasts over this international break. Really appreciate the sport, even though it hasn't been going particularly well. But um, yeah, no, really appreciate it. We'll still always be there, uh, be here for uh, some catharsis and some therapy uh, after these games. So you'll always have us, even if you don't always have a positive performance from Northern We'll Ireland. support you ever more. Is that the chance? Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is that what our listeners are singing right now? I do. Well, yeah, possibly. Right. Take it easy, guys. Bye bye.